Hi, I'm Joe Allgood, and you're listening to The Grab. All right, welcome back to The Graph, and not just any graph, but a special episode. A new thing that we're trying out, it's going to be a bit shorter. We call this Plot Points, because today we're going to be going through the newest edition of the Pepperdine graphic, the news section, and talking about each of the stories in there. And I'm not going to just do this alone. I'm here with news editor Sam Samantha Torre, and uh, she's going to help me out. Um, I actually haven't read this all the way through yet. I've skimmed and, you know, bits and pieces. So this is kind of new to me. But let's just start with the front page, Sam. Camping controversy. Yeah. So, okay. First of all, this is probably one of my favorite front pages that we've done this year. The design um, by our creative director, Haley Hodel, is just amazing. Um, so basically, it is two stories. So the first story, written by Abby Will, our managing editor, talks about how the California Coastal Commission and the LA County Board of Supervisors have basically invested in creating a proposition allowing low impact camping in the Santa Monica Mountains, um, which the Malibu City Council does not really approve of. The reasons for this is because they say this could increase fire risks. There's not as much fire protection um, for low impact camping. And there is environmental risk because it allows people to go closer to the rivers than the actual environmental protection of 100 feet. Um, Low impact camping is walk on and walk off camping. Um, For anyone who isn't very granola, because I need to have that one defined to me several times. Um, And yeah, so there's also no rules about camping on red flag days, which are just days that have um, environmental factors that really increase the chance of fire. So that could be, you know, low humidity and really fast winds, as we see a lot in Malibu, or it could be thunderstorms, um, anything of that nature. The next story on the page is Malibu City Council is dropping a ban on encampments for unhoused individuals. So Eliza Esquivius, our multimedia producer, wrote this story. And um, it basically talks about how the city council lifted the order, which previously allowed um, members of the homelessness task force to go into homeless encampments and basically say, like, this isn't a great area or a safe area you need to move. Bruce Silverstein, who is the mayor, it was the only person to vote against it um, because it also increases like fire risk and makes that more dangerous because um, one, Malibu isn't, you know, the safest place when it comes to fire. But also at the same time, um, there is an increased fire risk um, with these encampments just because of the cooking and all of that. Um, Diane uh, Flores, Luis Flores basically says that there is a direct correlation um, with the count numbers and fires. So, yeah. yeah. And if we go to the bleed page, so for those of you who don't know, the bleed page is basically if the story is too big to fit on one page, we bleed it onto another. So that would be A5. So if we go to the bleed page, there's some really interesting statistics on here. And I think, oh, here we go. In 2021, there were 157 unhoused individuals in Malibu. Um, which was down from 239 in 2020. Um, And there were only 23 fires. In 2022, 
there were 81 unhoused individuals and only four fires. So you can see like there is a very big relationship between this. And yeah, so that's those two stories. Yeah. And it all comes down to fire. I mean, it does. And what's really do. interesting seeing these two pages together is just the attitude regarding between low cap impact camping um, mm-hmm. and, you know, unhoused individuals and how this is really like in one case, it's like in favor and in another case, not, which is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this might be the most unique creative front page I've ever seen, not just in the graphic, but in any paper. Having both stories on there is is really interesting and the connection like you said is is definitely there and it not to mention just a beautiful looking page as well all right on to a2 yes Uh, we've got kind of a lot going on here just a a couple different things so uh let's start with good news tell us about that sam yes the good news um that started during, I think, the 2020 to 2021 school year. Um, and it's short little stories written by members of staff on the graphic that talk about just the good things in their lives. Um, it is probably, like, my favorite stories to read when I'm editing because they are all just so sweet and so <laughs> wholesome. Um, I like to call it mustering up some serotonin. That's, like, the joke I tell everyone. But yeah. um, honestly, like, reading them helps me feel better about, like, the world because I'm like, oh, look at these cute things people are doing and also like writing them um you really just feel so much gratitude for the world around you but this one so Mar- marley pranagos our dei editor um she wrote this and she made it valentine's day themed and it basically talks about how um at the beginning you know for a few years she was a certified valentine's day hater um and she was like this is just a capitalistic scheme to get me to buy gross candy hearts <laughs> and um she, I think she calls Cupid a chubby baby with a bow and arrow in here, which made me laugh. Um, but then she kind of talks about the little gestures. I think her significant other like left her um, extra tubes of chapstick with a handwritten note and like wasn't anything big, but it was just such a kind gesture that she really, you know, kind of started thinking about like message behind like the Valentine's Day, like behind the, you know, gross little candy hearts that no one likes to eat. <laughs> Um, and she talks about like when she was younger, like she would have like little themed Valentine's and like how Valentine's Day is a really great chance to show off a really cute red and pink outfit. But also, you know, she talks about how like Valentine's Day in and of itself is just an opportunity to show your friends, your family, the people around you that you love them. Um, so that's her good news. Yeah. And then on the rest of the page, we've got a couple things. Uh, we've got a calendar of upcoming events: the men's basketball versus Gonzaga. Um, that's going to be a fun game. Brutal. Uh, the opera on February 23rd and 25th, the HMS Pinafore, and uh, Contempo is on March 8th, Pepperdine's annual musical theater review. And then, uh, of course, a crossword puzzle, which actually is new, isn't it, Sam? Yes. So the crossword puzzle is actually made up. Well, you have to read the newspaper and words yeah. in the newspaper kind of fill out the answer to this crossword puzzle yeah. so this also might help this might be a cheat sheet <laughs> who knows um but yes lizette izzy ordia she's one of the designers um she created this great crossword puzzle that is actually really fun to do we all did it and then the parking jobs yes as always are a big topic on campus joe you were on here you got I am, yeah probably, actually i'm in print for you, one you of made- the few <laughs> times in my life whoever owns that mclaren i feel like don't don't come at me. Was, <laughs> you were in a handicapped parking spot. So, yeah, it's probably the yeah. worst. 
bad parking photo <laughs> I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot. And then the SGA meeting recap on the 15th of February. We've got three motions there. Yeah, we send someone to the SGA meetings every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. So, um, Fun yeah. assignment there. Oh, so great. They fight over it. Yeah. Totally. Um, next page, A3, Malibu welcomes Santa Monica College. This is a... I think a pretty big story. Um, new neighbors. Tell us about that, Sam. Oh, yeah. So if you have seen the several construction projects in the Country Mart, this is one of them. Um, and it is the Malibu branch of the Santa Monica Co- College, um, which is, you know, from, as the name suggests, Santa Monica. And there are already 450 students enrolled with 150 arriving to class on the first day. So there is a good group of people coming in and there are several classes that you can take. There are actually some open up to um pepperdine students yeah so like there's non-credit programs but there's also credit programs um that are open for pepperdine students if they want to transfer credits but there's also programs for um older adults who maybe want to continue learning um and then just community-based classes just for the public with that are very low cost also we have some you know professors and students talking about it Um, one professor is like it's gorgeous Another student mentions that um, he wants the restaurants and bars to stay open later. He's like, we got to make Malibu a college town, um, which the hope is just beautiful. <laughs> All right. Moving on to A4. Los Virginis area handles water restrictions amid drought. Always a big topic, drought in Southern California. Give us the uh, quick rundown on this story, Sam. Yeah. So the quick rundown on the drought. Um, so those of you, you know, who have smelt Um, the sprinklers kind of know that there's something interesting going on with the water here. And what that is, is reclaimed water. So this kind of talks about water. um, What's it called where you save the water? Conservation. There we go. Thank you, Joe. (laughs) Water conservation methods um, and also water reclaiming reclamation methods. Um, So they talk about how at Pepperdine, and I'll start off with Pepperdine and then I'll kind of go out a little bit more, but Pepperdine sends um, its sewage and its used water. So like if you wash your hands in the sink, that's being sent. Um, Or if you take a shower, that water, and it goes to the Tapia Water Reclamation Facility. And then it's treated and sent back to us as purple pipe water because, Mm. so we have black water, we have gray water, and we have the water we use, which is fresh. Gray water is water that's been used. Black water is basically unusable water. And then purple pipe water is kind of some acclimation of that. Yeah. Um, and then the university uses this to water um, the grass and different vegetation we have around Pepperdine. So it kind of does serve a dual purpose of keeping everything at Pepperdine fairly moist, keeping it wet, making sure um, and nothing's too dry. But it also means that we're saving a lot of the water that we use, which is great. Yeah. At the same time, um, because of the drought, there are certain restrictions on like how much water a state can use. So this kind of goes into some of the ways um, the areas around us are conserving water. So there are frequency and there are amount um, ways to restrict. And the Las Virginas area basically chooses it to restrict it based on frequency, which means instead of saying, oh, you can only use like five gallons of water a day. They're saying like you can only water your lawn once a day or once a week, I think in this case, because that's just easier to enforce, right? Because like you can visibly see if the neighbor has their sprinklers on every day and then you're like, hey, um, versus you can't really tell how much water is being used inside a house. Yeah. So that's that. And then it also just talks about like how different um, states all kind of use similar water resources. Like for us, the Colorado River is really big and just the ways in which that is starting to kind of lean on these resources. 
Great reporting there by Allie um, Levins, our yes. senior climate change reporter. Um, and if you've seen that big sign, Drought Emergency, on Las Virginas Road, that's what it's all about. Also, there's this great little infographic in there. Yes. So you will miss that if you don't pick up a print edition. So definitely do that. Mm-hmm. All right, on to A6. A5 was our bleed page. So A6, a remembrance of SPP Professor Ted McAllister. Yeah, so I wrote the story. So um, <laughs> basically, Professor Ted McAllister was a very important member to the School of Public Policy and honestly, Pepperdine community. Um, so to you know, honor him, to kind of just have a space, hold that space for him, um, I reached out to a student of his, um, Nate Barden. And I've reached out to his colleague, um, Ron Cox, who is the Dean of International Programs at Pepperdine, and also the Dean of the School of Public Policy, Pete Peterson. And just honestly, like hearing their memories of him, hearing just the effort he put into getting to know his students, um, and the things in which he taught those around him was just, just very sobering and just really drove home, like, what a great person, um, or a great, and a great professor and mentor he was to these students. And like, there were several quotes in Taylor where I was like, oh, um, a little emotional, where like, for example, um, Dr. Cox talks about how he can't really sum up Ted in like just a sentence or a couple of words. He talks about his integrity. He mentions his thoughtfulness and all of that. He was just someone who really cared, um, which you can see through the story about the community who cared about making sure like you could give honest opinion, I think was a big thing that came out through this story. He was the kind of person who would argue your opinion and kind of go back and forth. But like it was just from a place of like wanting you to clearly understand why you held those beliefs and like also for him to clearly understand that. And what he would give that in return is what Dr. Cox said. And, you know, Pete Peterson writes that Ted still stayed in contact with like students who had graduated years ago. And Nate Barden is one of those students. And I think they sent like 3000 word emails to each other. Wow. The story on this page is 1200 words, which for context, that would be like three probably news pages worth of words that were being sent back and forth. And there's another really cute quote where it's like, there's a little Professor McAllister in my head that kind of reacts <laughs> to new information, which I thought um, was great. So that's that story. Yeah. All right. A7, a glimpse into faith at Caruso Law. This is a half page story. Um, yes. Tell us a bit about that. So that story is um, written by Nora and she is a guest contributor um, and a student in the journalism 345 class. And what's really great about these journalism classes is the students do such good reporting. Um, and then of course we get permission from sources and we're able to publish them on the graphic. And she basically wrote a story about the Dean's Bible study at Caruso School of Law, um, which is led by Dean Paul Karen and he hosts it, you know, at his home and students basically come into community with each other. Um, and students talk about like how this was such a cornerstone for them because, you know, the struggles of law school, they were able to come and kind of just have space and have a time to just sit in their faith and meet others and kind of there's a mentorship program and gain that relationship with the rest of the school. And they talk about how, you know, it was a place for students to heal after tragedy. It's just it's an overview of that. Yeah, I'm realizing also looking at both these pages together, A6 and A7, it's kind of like a, a spread of, uh, of across several different schools. That's definitely something we want to focus on, you know, not just getting Seaver College. Yeah. Um, looking at, because we're all members of the Pepperdine community, which does include, you know, the grad schools. And we're also all members of the Malibu community, which includes, you know, the people and the places around us. So I really wanted to focus on um, having that space. and 
Going back to Seaver, though, if you turn the page, yeah. um, A8. Seaver 200 to move out of Hub and into Dean's office. This is by our managing editor, Abby Wilt. She has been writing a lot on the Hub as of recently. Sum this up uh, for us here, Sam. There's a lot going on. So, honestly, even if you could just buy, tell by the image, like, we've been following, you know, this Hub story for a while. There's been different reporters on it. So, for a little bit of background... Um, the Hub for Spiritual Life is a fairly new addition to Pepperdine's campus. It's a fairly new office. And with that came a lot of staffing changes, which, you know, if you want more info, read the graphic. <laughs> and also a lot of just restructuring in general, like CR 200 is also a new program. Um, and this talks a lot about that, CR 200. So it is a program for students to get credit for going to some form of a religious-based discussion group, and then they have larger foundation gatherings. And it used to be called Convocation, which was students had to get 14, like, attendances at Convocation throughout the semester, so one a week. And um, that was hosted in the Student Affairs Office. With the introduction of the Hub, a lot of that got moved around. Seaver 200, the new Convocation, the Convocation staff had all been laid off, was in the Hub. So now this Seaver 200, basically it's a credit-seeking program and it was the only credit-seeking program that was not under the um, dean's office. So now they're moving that to the dean's office to kind of have all of that consolidated under one and they can kind of start um, interweaving curriculum on the mm -hmm. day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah. That's a big story. And, um, and you need to see this story as well because the top, the picture on it, the featured image is the chapel stained glass with six other headlines going all the way back to May of 2021. Um, and now graduated Ashley Maureeder, who uh, was managing editor. Actually, at the time, she would have been news editor. Yeah, she would have been so news editor. It goes back quite a while. There's a lot uh, that goes into this story as well. So, um, But that is the end of the news section there. That'll do it for us on this first ever episode of plot points with the graph thank you so much sam thank for you for having me this was very fun running down with me um thank you for listening and uh that'll do it for us is a PGM podcast production dedicated to giving listeners like you a behind-the-scenes look at some of the stories published in the Pepperdine graphic. Remember to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you'd like to let us know how we're doing, feel free to email the Pepperdine graphic or contact us on social media. And thank you for listening to The Graph.